Hi friends, I'm Kara Kay. And I'm Elizabeth. And this is the Asking for a Friend podcast. A show for the woman who has questions about herself, the church, and the world. We are providing a safe space to engage in tough topics. But don't worry, we know you're only asking for a friend. Hey friends, thank you so much for joining us today on the Asking for a Friend podcast. Today we are discussing the trendy topic of self-care. What the heck is it? Why do we need it? And how does it differ from soul care? So Kara Kay, what is your initial reaction to the words self-care? Uh, over it. (laughs) (laughs) Already? Gosh, I just feel like it's overdone, Uh overused. But at the same time, it's necessary. So I feel like we're in this weird place of like trying to find a balance with Mm self-care, you know? Yeah. And I don't know. So I have this hard thing with it because I feel like we we do it Mm. in a bad way a lot of the times, Mm -hmm. especially as Christian women. You know, we are going to things to help, you know, refuel us when really we need to be going to God and... And there's nothing wrong with taking care of ourselves. That's a really good thing. But at the same time, if we're replacing those like indulgences with what's important, then it becomes this big battle. Yeah. So what do you think? Yeah, I I actually have a hard time with this. I, have, I think for a couple reasons. I think the first one is people are just telling me to relax, to slow down, to, you know, and right, I right. honestly, like, I don't enjoy relaxing. I don't like taking baths. I don't like sitting still. I don't like being quiet, which again, those things are good and necessary. And I probably should engage in them more. But uh, for instance, I'm listening to an audiobook right now and I always have audiobooks and podcasts on high speed. And my my son heard me listen to it and he was like, why do you do that, mom? It's not relaxing. It's so overwhelming. (laughs) And I was like, babe, I'm not here to relax. I'm here to be efficient. Yes. I was like, I like efficient listening. And that's just the way I'm wired. So for me to slow down and indulge in self-care almost seems frivolous. And like, I don't have time for that. But I, the second reason I have a hard time with it is that it feels very entitled to me. Yeah. Like we are fortunate that we live in a society where we can take time for self-care, but there's so many people in America, across the world where self-care, what? Like I'm just trying to survive the day. I'm just trying to pay my bills and show up to work and and raise my kids. And so to me, it just feels very self-absorbed and self-indulgent. Oh yeah, absolutely. So we asked um, the question on social media, is self-care good for you? And one of our listeners, and also a good friend of ours, Jeanette Tapley, she said, sometimes yes, sometimes no. It just depends. So probably yes. (laughs) So I think that, you know, people are feeling the same way as us, that it's just this thing of like, well, maybe I should, maybe I shouldn't, but I don't know, maybe I should. Yeah. So yeah, we're not alone in that. And I don't think a lot of people really get the the scope of self-care. You know, we toss around the idea of like manis and petties and yoga and all these things and we call it self-care, but that's not, you know, always necessarily the case. Yeah. So let's look at the definition of self-care so we can kind of understand that a little bit better. Yeah. Um, The definition is this, self-care is an activity that we do deliberately in order to take care of our mental, emotional, and physical health. Yeah, when you word it like that, I'm all for self-care. Yeah. And you can pursue self-care regardless of your season of life, your socioeconomic status, you know, whatever 
according to that definition, we should and could all be pursuing self-care. I think our um, culture is skewing that definition a bit. For sure. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) So I also think maybe where I get tripped up is that self-care, it's different for every person. Um, So what's self-care to you might not be self-care to me, but I feel like our society only harps on a very narrow definition and of what self-care looks like. And I think that's where, you know, I get kind of frustrated, but I think there are some overarching guidelines that we can all follow when it comes to self-care. Yeah. So I think the first one yeah. would be, um, and you use the word deliberately in the definition. So mm-hmm. self-care, it should be proactive and not reactive. And I think the majority of us, it's just like this knee-jerk reaction to what's going on in our lives. Yeah, we got this message from Gathering Oaks Retreat um, that says this, I schedule a massage every three weeks because I believe we have to keep our bodies aligned without our fascia becoming too tight. Plus, it's super relaxing. Agreed. Um, I also prioritize working out first thing in the morning for stress, health, and sleep. I love the fact that she's being proactive. Mm-hmm. She's scheduling it three weeks out. And I have a friend who's a massage therapist, and she says she trains her clients to view massage therapy as just like, this is what you do, just like brushing your teeth and working out. And, right. you know, you get massage therapy because we do so much damage to our bodies. Whereas right. I view massages as like, that's something I do once a year because I have a gift certificate. And, yes, exactly. You know? Well, and that goes into that whole entitled, you know, entitlement thing yeah. of not everybody can do that. No. I can't afford to go get a massage every three weeks. No. You know, most people cannot. And so I'm the same way. Like, oh, if somebody gets me a gift card or if I ask for that for my birthday or something like that. But that's a tough thing because most people cannot manage to do that. Yeah. I love the idea of getting a massage every three weeks. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's not sustainable for a lot of people. Um, I think the next thing, and this kind of goes along with being proactive, is that self-care, it should become like a regular rhythm of our life. So as I was thinking about this, I thought, you know, you know, we eat on a regular basis, sometimes a Mm -hmm. little too regular, but think about like, if we only ate at those times, our bodies would shut down. And I think that's where this self-care becoming a regular rhythm of your life, um, you know, it kind of prevents you from feeling weak, you know, whether that's emotionally weak, spiritually weak, physically weak. So I'm in this season right now, I'm doing intermittent fasting. Mm-hmm. And my doctor recommended this because I was having some like blood sugar issues and just a lot of things. But I've always struggled with that. I've always struggled with being lightheaded. I've always struggled with weakness. And I, you know, I'll get, we've talked about both of us struggling from chronic migraines, you know, so every time my head starts hurting, I'm like, well, I probably just need to eat something. Mm -hmm. And so I do that. But so I started this new rhythm and I'm only a few weeks into it, but I already see a huge difference that I'm not eating every time I feel lightheaded and that's starting to go away. I'm feeling more energy because I'm only eating at Mm mealtime. And it's crazy that I wasn't taking care of myself and my body like in this regular rhythm and now that I am my body's changing and I'm seeing the effects of that so it's definitely true that's awesome I'm not sure that I'm ready to try that but I love that it's working for you <laughs> it is working <laughs> okay so I think another key to self-care is that and I read this quote it's the key to living a balanced life and that mm, okay. I think goes along with creating this regular rhythm you know I think one thing that bothers me about self-care too is 
I, I think, you know, y'all are confusing me because on one hand, you tell me to hustle. On the other hand, right. you tell me to slow down and take you care of myself. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, I can't do both. <laughs> I can't mm-hmm. hustle and slow down. So yeah. I think when we fluctuate between hustle and self-care, it's like this pendulum that's constantly yes. swinging back and forth. And that's not good for us mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we yeah. need to find like this quote said, like, find that balanced life. Yeah, and self-care, it's not always about like adding something to your schedule. Another thing to do, like we think we have to go get a massage. We have to join, you know, a book club or this group. But sometimes it's about cutting out things. Yeah. Um, that's a big thing for me. Anytime I feel overwhelmed and weary and tired and I feel like I need to take better care of myself, usually that's when I look at my schedule and say, okay, what do I need to say no to? What kind of commitments do I need to back off on? What distractions do I need to cut out? And so I think that that's where we get messed up a little bit is thinking, oh, I have to add something to take care of myself when a lot of times it's taking away something. Yeah. I think taking away can mean like distractions. It can mean commitments, Mm -hmm. like overloading our schedule, but really even eliminating people. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Some people are not good for our self-care. That is so true. (laughs) That's why I send my children to stay with their grandparents over the summer for like a week because I'm like, you're not good for my self-care. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) So really, I mean, self-care is whatever you want and need it to be as long as it leads to a better emotional, physical, mental, and spiritual health Mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. So one of our listeners at Simply Julia Lauren which it's so, that's such a cute little handle. She uh-huh. said that she just started a bullet journal this year and it seriously helped. I'm not perfect at using it, but it's a game changer for sure. Okay. I didn't huh. even know what a bullet journal was. Do you? Okay. Yes, I do because I am a perfectionist and I thought oh at one time, oh, this would be something that would help me be even more perfect. <laughs> it was not because I, I'm not a journaler anyways, but I struggle with journaling because I feel like if I don't do it right, I'm failing. Yes. So yeah, that's a big no for me. But well, I, I know a lot of people do it. I looked up what a bur- bullet journal was. It seemed really complex and overwhelming to me. Yes. yes. So <laughs> I'm actually going to put a link in the show notes in case people are curious, like, hey, I'm a perfectionist. I want to do, do that. Mm-hmm. Or if they're just like, you know, I need help getting my life a little more organized. So I'm going to link to an article about bullet journaling. It does seem pretty stressful to me from what I read. Yeah. But I know a lot of people do it well, so. Yeah, and that's the great thing, like you just said about self-care. What is overwhelming and stressful to one person might be really relaxing and help them find balance for another person. It is so easy for us to walk into parenting knowing exactly what we think we will and will not do. We typically take our own experiences and create in our minds the perfect parenting scenario. And that's exactly what we set out to achieve. Then we actually begin raising our children and realize every child is completely different and nothing like we expected. I have a new book coming out March 1st called Together, a journal for mom and me, a guided experience connecting moms and kids to God and each other. This journal provides an inviting place for moms and kids to talk about both the important stuff and the everyday stuff, whether it's your favorite vacations or Bible verses, This unique journal gives families space to learn about each other and presents opportunities for growth in their relationships with each other and God. 
The journal is intended for kids eight to 12, really creating a sweet relationship between your kids before they enter the teen years. Pre-order your journal now through Amazon and the book releases March 1st, wherever books are sold. Okay, so let's look at self-care from like a broader scope. What are some things that we can actually incorporate, some healthy things that can help us have a healthier life to create better rhythm? What are some things that you've done that help um, help you create that? Well, I think one thing I've talked about this um in previous episodes that we got a king size bed we upgraded from a oh, queen yeah. it really has helped me get more sleep not because the mattress is better although it is but because i actually but want... because your husband's farther away that's right yeah <laughs> oh my gosh that's so mean um no because i actually like look forward to getting into bed and going to sleep yeah. you know that's one thing when people are like get more sleep you'll feel better and again like i just don't enjoy sleeping yeah. I'm always like, I do. Yeah, I know. My <laughs> husband loves it too. It's awesome. But um, it's the nine in all of us. It that... is. But I think <laughs> the bed has helped me get more sleep. So that's good. Yeah. So getting more sleep, I think, is a way to just incorporate some natural self care into our lives. And that's something everyone yeah. can do. One thing for me, like I mentioned before, is just having a better balanced diet, which I was always like, this is a struggle for me because. I am so busy with my kids and all the things. And so I'd find myself just eating whatever mm-hmm. and and then not having time to exercise. So really working in an exercise program that works for you specifically and eating better. I know it sounds like a lot and it sounds very like January of us to <laughs> say, <laughs> but it at the same time, it's like it changes so much. Um, I found myself with a doctor a few months ago because – I just didn't feel good. And there were so many things. And she thought all these things were wrong with me when really it just turned out I probably just need to take better care of myself. Yeah. And this should be common sense, but yes, it's, but not. it's not. No, not yeah. in our culture, like I said, of hustle and do more and, you know, be the best and start your own nonprofit and homeschool right. your children at the same time. And, you know, it's yeah. taking care of ourselves and just our basic needs tends to be put on the mm-hmm. back burner. And then, like we said, I think really just eliminating stuff that is not helpful for our sanity. Yeah. You know, cutting out things that we don't need to do. We've taken seasons that we don't do like extra activities at church. We aren't in a small group and we don't go to extra classes and things like that. Those are all good things. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes you have to cut out good things to find better health for yourself yeah. in, in seasons, you know. Yeah. Maybe it's not forever, but for a season. Right. Okay, so that is basically our advice for just an integrated, holistic, rhythmic self-care life. Yes, yes. So a lot of people, I feel like they make it more complicated than it is. Um, You know, people tell us if we want to engage in self-care, like we've said, it has to be a mani-pedi. You have to get a massage, read a book, go to a yoga class. And then Mm -hmm. what I think is funny is sometimes people are like, you need to spend more time uh, investing in relationships. No, you need to spend more time by yourself. And again, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> which one is it? What do I do? Yeah. Yeah. But but I think that goes back to, for my husband, he's more of an introvert. So he really enjoys just being by himself and watching football on TV. Whereas right. that would be like a slow death for me. Uh, yeah. I, I, like, I like people. Which is funny because I, I am an extrovert, but because of, you know, raising a bunch of little humans, I love my alone time. Yeah. And so 
if there's ever time that I have the house to myself, that the kids are all gone, Brooke is gone, I'm like, this is the greatest thing ever. And so there's been times that I like take the kids for a night and go see his parents or my parents or something when he has to stay home and work. And I'm like, oh, enjoy, enjoy the house by yourself. And he's like, I'm so bored. He's such an extrovert. He's like, no, I need people. So yeah, That's I get funny. that. Yeah, I've enjoyed my alone time more since the more kids I have. Yeah. But I still, yeah. if you were to give me a Friday night by myself or a Friday night at dinner with a group of friends, I would for sure choose a group of friends. What would you choose? Um, I probably would choose friends. And but then, then I would want to come home and have time yes, by myself. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. Then you'd go home and say, Brooke, don't talk to me. I have no more words. Yeah, exactly. I'm kind of an ambivert, yes. I think. It's a real thing. It is. It is. Okay, so a lot of women just really love the idea of self-care, and they are good about incorporating it into their lives. But for some of us, it's really difficult to practice self-care. So for me, I feel guilty a lot of times when I try to implement self-care because I'm taking time away from my family or like we talked about, you know, self-care a lot of times is a little entitled and it, you know, and if we do have the, the means to do it, it still takes the money to do it. Yeah. Um, and we don't want to feel selfish. Like we're doing something for ourselves. And I think that is really a struggle for moms, especially. And I've gotten better about this over the years. I used to really struggle like to go to like, I'm going to go grocery shopping without my kids. And I would feel guilty that I was leaving them. And when my kids were really little, and I got over that after a few years, like, <laughs> Good for get you. me out of this house, right. peace out, I am dead, you know, but it's still a struggle. Like um, this spring, I'm traveling a lot for um, speaking and things like that. And so it's hard to take, while that's not technically a self-care trip, it kind of is like mm-hmm. it's a nice break and I'm doing something that I love, but we still struggle, you know, to feel guilty for taking time for ourselves. Is that something you struggle with too? You know, I don't struggle with taking time away from my family. I know that sounds terrible. (laughs) Like I just had this girls weekend and I was so glad I was surrounded by other women who are same attitude of like, we can take less than two days away from our families and the world's not going to fall apart. But I've noticed my daughter, you know, I mentioned um, in our episode on chronic pain that I've been Mm -hmm. able to run again recently. Yeah. And so I've noticed my daughter does not like it when I go run. And she's even said like, why are you running all the time? Why do you have to leave and go run? And, you know, I'm like, you never complained when I went to a yoga class. I don't know if it's just because it's new or, you know, I usually do yoga either 5 30 in the morning or when she's at school so she doesn't notice it whereas now I'm like I'm just gonna go for a quick 30 minute run and I just jump out the door you know right but she does not like it but I am not going to let her make me feel guilty and that's why I tell her you know she needs to go with you well I've invited her she doesn't want to (laughs) but you (laughs) know I tell her I'm like Clary when you go to soccer practice do I beg you to not go to soccer practice and she's like, no. So I try to just kind of reframe it uh-huh. so they realize, hey, even mom needs 30 minutes to go do something. Yeah. So uh, one of our listeners at Katie Girl Goods, she said, I was just telling someone this today. Just kind of that like, hey, guilty self-care uh-huh. issue. She said, of course, I enjoy it when I make time for it, but I do feel a little guilty. And I think that's yeah. where a lot of women fall is just that tension between I know I should practice self-care, but I feel guilty when I do. But I know I should practice it, so I do it, but then I feel guilty. And it's Mm -hmm. just this constant war waging within ourselves. Right. I think another thing that holds women back from self-care is just time, which 
we've kind of touched on, but you know, I have friends who work and they don't get home till five thirty six, and then it's dinner time and get the mm-hmm. kids in bed. And it's like, where the heck are you supposed to fit in some self-care? Right. And then I think the last thing would be um, just expectations. You know, I think mm-hmm. we're expected to just do it all and be great at all of right. it. And self-care can be seen as, well, that's for the week or that's for mm-hmm. people who like to slow down or, you know, all of that. Um, and there's this pressure to be superwoman and to hustle mm-hmm. when really that's just not sustainable. That sounds like something you maybe struggle with. Is that true? <laughs> <laughs> um maybe me and other maybe. other enneagram threes and eights there you go yeah. Yeah. it's funny because when you say self-cares for the week i'm like no that's just smart because <laughs> i have such a strong nine wing that i'm like i could literally sit down and take a nap every day but i do also struggle because i'm like but i got so much work to do but i really want to go take this nap oh, that's so, funny. yeah it's I, a big pull i don't struggle with self-care when we put it in the definition that you read at the beginning yeah which just trying yeah, to maintain that healthy balance but I think it's mm-hmm. all the extraneous stuff where yes. I get frustrated of like stop telling me I need to go get a pedicure don't tell me what to do yeah don't tell me what <laughs> yeah. to do I'll practice my own self-care that's right <laughs> okay so this brings up the topic of soul care versus self-care okay so I posted something about this on social media, and I got a lot of pushback. So what are your thoughts on soul care versus self-care? Okay, see, I am pretty passionate about this too. And I actually wrote about this in my book, Mom Up, Mm -hmm. um, because this whole thing is like, is really something that women struggle with. I'm tired, I'm exhausted, so I'm going to go get a coffee and that will make me feel better. Mm -hmm. And it might for like five minutes, and then you're right back to feeling tired and exhausted. And so we're missing the point of what really needs to be taken care of. Yeah. And that's our minds, our bodies, you know, our, you know, the spiritual aspects that we are not focusing on. Yeah. I used to, when my older three were really little, like one, three and five, you know, I would put them in mother's day out. I would go, you know, like you just said, have coffee with a friend or go run some errands in peace by myself expecting that to relieve all this stress and fill Mm -hmm. me up and re-energize me. But the minute I had to pick them up and we went home and it was back to chaos and bickering and having to entertain them, it's like, where did all that rest and rejuvenation go? Like it's gone already. And so I think that's where I struggle with self-care is that I feel like it promises something that it's not delivering. You know, it promises this long-term fix, but it's really just so temporary. Whereas soul care... I feel like is really what you're defining when you say finding that balanced life. I feel like that is soul care and that is what will feed our souls and keep us grounded and help us navigate the chaotic, stressful times. Yeah. And for me, a lot of it is actually taking the time to rest, not just take a nap like I talked about, but actually resting in the example that God set for us. Yeah. Um, my thing that I'm really trying to focus on this year is taking a Sabbath, actually taking a day where I'm not working. I'm not focused on, you know, a million things where I'm actually just resting, but also creating a rhythm of rest for my life Mm -hmm. where I live in a state that I am always resting in the Lord, because that is the only thing that's going to sustain me and make me all, you know, every day get up and feel rested and healthy and whole. Um, because when we're just counting on our mani-pedi and our coffee to do that for us, then 
we're going to, of course, feel exhausted five minutes later. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. When Jesus wanted to refresh and recharge, he didn't go get a coffee in the marketplace. Like he Mm -hmm. went away by himself to spend time in prayer with God. Yep. And it's the perfect example, but we miss that. Yeah. And because we have all these conveniences and all these things in front of us saying, but you need this, this, this is what will make you feel better. Yeah. We think the other stuff is really not going to do it for us because it's not tangible. It's not something we can hold in. I mean, technically our Bible, we can hold in our hands, but you know what I mean? Like that rest is not something that we can hold in our hand and say, oh, this makes my, this makes me feel better because my hands feel better. I, my body feels better because I'm, I've had a massage, Mm -hmm. you know, oh, that coffee was so good. Those kind of things just make us feel better, you know, for a few moments. Yeah. Tell me what you think about this. Do you feel like those terms are maybe interchangeable? Because I know a lot of people do. Of self-care and soul care? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. As long as we're approaching it from the right uh, perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when, uh, one of our listeners, Jennifer Eichenhorst, said, self-care is a struggle, sticking to a schedule that puts me above whatever else is happening. I focus on soul care slash self-care, but they can be interchangeable. So she thinks, okay. yeah, she yeah. thinks they are. Like she said, I think is it is a struggle, but if we're focusing on it in the right way, like we talked about what the definition of self-care actually is, mm-hmm. then I think that we're doing the right thing. Yeah, it will feed our souls. All right, this has been such a great conversation. We hope you guys in, are encouraged um, to find rest and to find a little soul care or self-care, whatever that looks like for you this week. We want to challenge all of you guys to really do one thing. Just pick one thing this week that nourishes your soul. Maybe that's stepping away from social media for a couple of days. That's a hard one. Um, Maybe that's going on a walk with your family in the evenings or something like that. We'd love to hear about your experiences and if putting these practices into your life really help change you. Um, So send us a message. We want to hear from you guys. We live in a noisy world, one that clamors and calls for our attention and lays on us demands and expectations we were never meant to carry. Now, somewhere along the way, we began to chase the urgent while missing out on what's most important. And we started to believe the lie that we hold all things together, when in fact, it's Jesus who does. As we start a new year, do you feel it in your soul, the call to a different way of living? This is why we think everyone needs a faithful life planner. The faithful life planner isn't your typical planner. The goal of this planner is faithfulness over success and purposeful living over simply staying busy. This planner will not help you run faster. It will help you slow down, listen, and linger to God and walk in the plans that he has for you. Get your faithful life planner at faithfulmoms.org planner and use the code for a friend for 10% off your planner. We love ours and we know you will too. All right, Elizabeth, is there anything that you are reading, watching, or listening to this week that's helping you rethink the way you look at the world? Okay, this is not the most scholarly recommendation, (laughs) but I think part of soul care and self-care is having fun and just sometimes doing something that's maybe a little mindless. So I'm listening to the audiobook Bossy Pants by Tina Fey. Oh, yes. Oh, it is. I haven't read it yet, but I want to. It is hilarious. Okay, so my husband bought me the book like years ago. And when he saw I was listening to it, he said, 
um, didn't I give you that book for Christmas one year? And I said, well, you did, but I never read it. And actually, I highly recommend listening to it because Tina Fey narrates she, it. Okay, and yeah. And she uses like, amazing. oh, she's so funny. Like I'm she's literally so running and laughing at the same time. <laughs> it's so funny. That's too good. So I think so. it's like dessert. It's like sometimes I like to read, mm-hmm. you know, theological books or, you know, Christian yep. living books. And, and then sometimes it's fun just to have a really funny, relaxing book. What about you? Okay, so I'm going to share something fun too since we're talking about self-care. Okay. Um, have you watched the Netflix series Dead to Me? Yes. Oh my gosh. So funny. I watched it, um, I think it's been a couple months now since I finished it, but I meant to ask you about it and it was so good. Now, just a warning, it's not exactly like... There's a lot of language oh, and things like that. tons of language. Like, so just approach it with caution. Yeah. Um, it's definitely not, like, for kids. But, wow, I – it was so good. Like, it was just such a good – I always need a series that I can binge and just kind of unplug and watch. Uh-huh. And it was crazy. Okay, so that's with Christina Applegate. And yes. who's the other one? She played, Vel- like, Velma on Scooby-Doo. Oh, yeah. Oh, what's her name? Linda um, – I can't ever say her last name. It's like Cardellani, Cardellini. Um, I'm looking it up. Linda, yeah, yeah, Linda Cardell, Cardellini. Okay, we'll go. With I that. don't know. Okay, but it has James Marsden in it too. That was oh, surprising. that's right. One thing I loved about that show is that there was not. It did not seem to be a lot of photo editing, so you could see their wrinkles. Yeah. And like their laugh lines. I mean, like they look like real women. I actually real spend women. time with. Yes, and I just loved the story. Like of how to interact with people who have lost someone. Yeah. Um, there's like the the neighbor that brings the casserole, and that was just such a real and awkward moment, uh-huh. you know? And so there's just so much realness in it. But yeah. yeah, it's a fun, it's a fun binge. Yeah, it's definitely a good one. Good recommendation. Okay, thank you everyone for listening today as we chatted about self-care and answered the question, is self-care good for me? So join us next week when we'll be talking about motherhood and we'll answer the question, how can I raise my kids in this entitled world? Ooh, that's going to be tough. Mm -hmm. As always, guys, we'd love it if you could leave us a review on iTunes. This really helps people find the show and connect with us. We would also love to connect with you on Facebook and Instagram. We are at The Asking Pod. Every week we're posting new questions and things we are discussing on the show, and we always want to hear your input. You can also connect with each of us on Instagram. I am at karakay.james and Elizabeth is at elizabethoats underscore. And finally, keep asking questions for a friend. <laughs>